they've coached us in what those questions should be in order to establish that ICP. It comes down to collaborative working across the first two, three, four, five opportunities. Lead Forensics has those same metrics that they're looking at. They have those same goals. They're, they're talking the same talk. I think it all comes off of appetite, off of that initial win once you get foot in the door. Welcome to Make Them Famous, the podcast about partner enablement. The only podcast to uncover both how partner teams enable their partners and how other department leaders enable their partner teams to achieve success. And we cannot make this amazing podcast for all of you without sponsorship. It takes a ton of time and energy and money to get this thing going and keep it going. So we reached out to a few of our favorite partner enablement technology platforms for this sponsorship. So I'm going to go ahead and show you who we brought in. First, PartnerStack. PartnerStack is the number one rated partner platform for software companies. PartnerStack works with top companies like Monday.com, Unbounce, who was just on the podcast, Intercom, Webflow, uh, some of the companies that use PartnerStack to make sure that their partners are happy. Uh, We advise many of our post program market fit clients to demo partner stack when they are ready to scale revenue through partnerships. Uh, We also talk a lot about co-selling in this podcast. We talk a lot about co-selling between agencies and tech as well as tech to tech. And one of the platforms that really shines for both sides of our ecosystem, the agencies and the technology is Reveal. Reveal just launched version two They have an amazing UI and UX and our agencies love it. And this is the thing with these co-selling partnerships is if one of the two sides does not have the tool that you're trying to use, you can't effectively co-sell. So uh, we recommend Reveal, uh, number one, because it's a great product. Number two, because you can integrate CRM for free and map data without hitting a paywall. Many agencies will stop when you try to refer them to a tool that is too expensive and uh, and that will crush your ability to effectively co-sell. With agencies in particular, it's, it's super important. So check out Reveal, book a demo. It's free. Why not? Uh, Sendoso is our third sponsor of this show. They've been an awesome sponsor, an awesome partner for us in many ways. They're also in one of our programs, but Sendoso is the top sales and partnerships teams, number one choice for gifting and sending. They are the leading sending platforms. And Doso is the most effective way for revenue teams to generate more revenue and stand out and engage their strategic points of contact throughout the partner journey. So if you're a tech team listening to this, I'm sure your salespeople are using Sendoso or something similar, but check out what they have to offer. They just released a number of new features, both for partners as well as for end users. And uh, it's slick and it is fast and it is robust. So please check out Sendoso, check out Reveal and check out PartnerStack. Links below. And as usual, enjoy this episode. All right, guys, welcome back to the podcast. So to catch everyone up, if you haven't listened to the first version or the first episode, the first part of this conversation uh, we had with Lead Forensics and SightSeeker, go back and listen to that. Maybe pause right now and get caught up uh, because now we're catching up with the guys 
to learn what has happened, what's been put in place, uh, what does co-marketing look like, and what are some of the sales processes that are going down between lead forensics and SiteSeeker in this unique sort of white label relationship that SiteSeeker is providing a service on top of lead forensics for their clients. So um, I'll start with Michael at Lead Forensics. If you want to just update everybody on what exactly is going on, when did the relationship start? And what is the product that enables the service? Then we'll- yeah, sure. I, I think the um, the initial conversations kicked off in in Q4. Um, Q1 was probably the first piece of business that we delivered. Um, and yeah, just a reminder on Lead Forensics, it's um, IP uh, tracking to business name. So um, really easy equation everyone can do. If you look at your sessions... And then you look at your inbound conversions and then you look at your cookie data, you probably get about 96% uh, or sorry, 4% even visibility, which leaves us with the opportunity of the 96% that we uncover. Awesome. And uh, Tom, why don't you talk real quickly about the service it is that you're selling on top of lead forensics and anything that Michael didn't mention? Yeah. So SiteSeeker, we're a digital marketing agency. We focus heavily on website design development. Uh, search engine optimization, pay-per-click and digital advertising, email marketing, automation, uh, website analytics and reporting. So this inserts itself really well into our our suite of services because we're very focused on driving results. And and with the companies that we work with, which is typically B2B, those results are form fills, conversions and lead generation. Awesome. Yeah. And one more question, Tom. I mean, it's really interesting for the partner teams or I think very useful for the partner teams out there listening that have a solution and they're trying to launch their partner program or at least get in, uh, get in closer with these agencies. And they're sort of framing the product itself uh, in light of what the product use case is. Right. And they're not framing it on what the agency can do with the product. So I'm genuinely, genuinely curious, like, did you start the relationship with lead forensics with an internal use case? Like, Hey, we need to track visitors on our website and then you saw the benefits and the potential for offering services on top of lead forensics, or did a client come to you and ask for the service and then you needed a product for it? How did that start? And when did the mentality change from this is a great tool for our website to this is a tool that we can sell a retainer service on top of and win new business around? Yeah, we, we do use it for SiteSeeker, but that wasn't really the, the initial use case. We're, we're always trying to look out for new tools and technology that we can leverage on behalf of our clients. So it really just came about from a couple of clients that were really looking to improve our lead generation efforts and kind of our lead nurturing efforts and what other resources were out there and available to us that could help get more contact names and contact information into the pipeline and that, that we can actually work and nurture and do more within our, our automation programs. And this was really the perfect fit. And we did look at a couple of the tools out there and, and Lead Forensics really was the, the top dog and the one that, that met our needs for the size of our clients and what our clients were, were looking to do. Awesome. Yeah, Michael, anything on that? And then I wanna hear about the progression of just the sales system itself and how it's become more streamlined and more effective than it was earlier on. Uh, I think, yeah, I think performance marketing agencies are kind of well-versed and they, they see the opportunity that the data gives them ultimately. And there's probably, a, you know, there's still a huge amount of education that we need to do in that, that space. And, you know, we could probably be doing a better job of that, honestly, but 
uh, no, I think Tom covered it pretty well. Awesome. And uh, I want to get into what's going on with you guys today. Why are we back talking about it? There's obviously some highlights and some positive things that have happened. So um, starting with the progression of learning about this relationship to formalizing a sales agenda, um, let's talk through some of the things, milestones or key initiatives that have taken place and been positive and have worked out that have created this system. Anything on that, Mike? Yeah, I think um, number one is initial use case, um, initial customer experience, uh, everybody, you know, dipping their toe in the water and getting the feelers out there. And and ultimately that one turned into a really successful uh, customer, a, you know, really successful mutual customer, which phase two, um, reseller package, building something that worked for the Sightseeker crew, um, being pretty flexible around how we, we kind of package that so that, um, you know, there's a, there's a strong margin there. And there's also just from a PL perspective, it kind of all makes sense. It's all really easy to do for the agency. And then, yeah, fast forward six months now, kind of fulfilled that package, ready for the next one, mutual webinars happening. And, and I think we're comfortable, right? We, we've got to the point where, you know, we're best friends. I'll add to that. So everything starts with a demo. We need to be getting as many trials in place as possible because no one is going to be wowed by this technology and no one is going to actually buy this technology um, in this solution unless they're seeing their own data. So I could you know, shout from the rooftops about how great it is, but if I'm showing someone else's data, it's, it's really meaningless. So we're always after that trial. We're always after those demos. So you know, in the beginning, it was, it was a little slow moving because we didn't have you know, the the, the proof, we didn't have the case studies, we didn't have the testimonials yet, but as we've gotten the ball rolling and we've secured, you know, seven, eight, nine deals at this point, we have more of those stories to tell and we're able to get more trials, more demos going. And the, the ball is rolling now. We have momentum now that we have uh, a number of these clients on board. They're using it. They're, they're liking it. They're happy. We're having, you know, we're doing more with the data and it's, it's really good momentum right now, but having those demos in place, and getting some of those case studies under our, our belts has been really, really helpful. That's great. Yeah, you guys definitely seem like things are um, a little bit more, I guess, mature in the relationship, the way you're talking about it from last time. So if you mm-hmm. go back and listen, I, I mean, it's definitely just night and day. So uh, with partner teams listening to this, and I guess agencies too, I mean, the, the hard part with all these relationships is getting from the point of learning and just figuring out what you're going to do to fully ingrained in the agency and operationalizing the partnership, right? Instead of just having that one client that got on board and it was good and then everybody forgot about it to snowballing into a system and snowballing into a sales operation, which it seems like you guys have. Mike, I know this is one of the few, right? That does the Mm -hmm. white label relationship on top of lead forensics. Um, So what is the plan now? So you've got something operationalized. Now, is this going to be an endeavor that you're going to take and broadcast and make public? Is it already public? What is the strategy now to make sure this can be a repeating? Yeah, I I guess no, not on the broadcast front at at this stage. I guess the strategy for us is to acquire more performance focused uh, tier one agencies like SiteSeeker. And uh, for me, it all comes back to that first first win again, right? So get our foot in the door, deliver value on, on opportunity number one, which doesn't always happen. Let's be honest. You know, we're not always going to win that that account and, and ultimately the relationship, you know, stalls at that stage, not 9% of the time. So acquisition marketing at tier one agencies is ultimately where it comes to for me and, and providing we get the value 
on on phase one we know we can do that reseller package and and I think the education within the partner manager team, my end, is that they're aware of the site seeker relationship. They're aware that these guys are, you know, really bought into this program and, and wrapping their services around the technology and they've got a healthy uh, margin and commercials and all the rest of it to be achieved. So I think it all comes off of appetite, off of that initial win once you get foot in the door. Yeah. And I have two questions there. So you mentioned tier one agencies. First question is what uh, attributes of SiteSeeker make them a tier one agency? And then I want to talk about some things that um, you are doing to make sure uh, Tom and SiteSeeker are able to sell this white label service. So yeah, sure. enablement. but first, yeah, help me understand that tier one definition. So I guess initially criteria is headcount and revenue. In my experience, I think any agency with kind of 30 plus heads is in, a, is in a good place. They all have good customers, good revenues coming through the business, good headcount and so on. Beyond that, it, it, it's not as easy as um, headcount or turnover and it's, it's specialism. There's so many agencies out there. There's so many services provided. Um, and I think we touched on this last time around, having a performance-focused, ROI-focused agency, our solution is just so much well-suited to that market. So that's probably a learning for us as well. It seems almost a bit rudimentary when I say it out loud, but there's no good talking to, you know, a creative tier one agency about how we're going to improve the funnel and the ROI they're going to achieve because it falls on deaf ears. You know, you want a lot of impact, uh, which means a lot of clients that the agency has and you want those clients to be a fit, of course. I think um, there's some table stakes there, but... I think it sounds like SiteSeeker is the right type of agency for other reasons, operational reasons, um, their ability to sell and their ability to um, strategically advise clients, which is different than your average PPC agency out there, your average uh, just traffic and conversion type agency. It seems like they're more strategic and helping their clients understand full funnel objectives, which that's when I, you know, I hear that tier one, it's like, yes, there are numbers in there, but there's definitely some things about SiteSeeker that make them a tier one that another agency of the same revenue and the same size wouldn't be a fit. Yeah. And it's alignment. It's alignment, isn't it? It's, you know, us as a business, we're a very conversion metrics, ROI focused business. Our founder was born out of a telemarketing organization. So I think that kind of says it all when it comes down to pressing the numbers and selling. And it's just a natural, you know, hand and glove come to mind. You've got to be able to be compatible, just like any relationship. You've got to have that compatibility. So in your terms, Tom, uh, what, what do you think makes SiteSeeker that type of ideal agency for a product, not just lead feeder, but a product that can enable that type of strategic full funnel type service? Uh, what do you think about your team, about the operations, about your sales systems, anything that you think makes it makes yourselves very um, attractive for partnerships from these types of platforms? Yeah, I think Michael hit the nail on the head is, is what we value most in terms of marketing is, is everything surrounding the ROI and everything surrounding uh, qualified leads. So we, we do little with, with creative work and really nothing on, uh, on the branding side. It's really all just performance and, and driving real business bottom line results. And that's why it bodes so well for the, the processes and the, the tools that have already been in our stack or the services that we've you know, been providing for, for 19 years, because whether it's SEO, whether it's PPC, you know, pull one of the tactics out of the bag, it, it's all around that same goal and, and trying to drive results, right? So lead forensics has those same 
metrics that they're looking at. They have those same goals. They're, they're talking the same talk uh, with their end users and with their agency partners. So I think it's made a lot of sense for us to team up and, and really do this together because we're after the same thing. And it makes our conversations internally between us and when we're on joint calls with clients that much more you know, easy to have and that, that much more powerful because we're talking the same language and, and these tools are, this tool is, is helping us do exactly what, what we've set out to do, you know, 19 years ago, which is you know, drive sales. You know, you, you want certain numbers and certain metrics and certain attributes to be there from the persona's perspective, but then there's also these intangibles that just make the relationship really work. And it's hard to sort of, you can't just look at an agency on LinkedIn and, and determine, you know, if they are going to be a good partner from face value. But um, there are some things I, I think many partner teams just don't look deep enough into. I don't think they look deep enough into the services they're offering into some of the articles and case studies that they're writing, some of the things they're doing with their clients that make them strategic and operationally night and day. So um, so I want to talk about assets and enablement and how you get this into a productized partnership. So you have to look at it like, I need this relationship to become a staple in our program and I need to replicate it and I need to make this something that we can do again. So that means assets, that means processes, so let's talk about just some of the things you're either doing now or have done or are thinking about doing, Michael, to make this into an operational engine for your partner program. Yeah, sure. And um, one other quick point on um, the previous, uh, it was a podcast. I, th- I can't remember if it was one of yours, but um, basically it was HubSpot talking about a UK-based partner who were their number one partner. And um, when they went through that discovery phase with them, they had, uh, I think it was a one-man, one-man shop uh, with no clients. Um, but from that initial conversation, from that, dis- that initial discovery, um, you could tell that the kind of commercial appetite and aptitude was there. Um, and fast forward a year, they're the number one uh, partner in the in the UK. So I guess just in terms of that that you know that fit element, that conversation, we're talking the same language, all that side of things. I thought it was a nice example. Assets wise, um, yeah, all the standard stuff, the two pager decks, the pitch decks the case studies, how we align with different marketing channels, all that lovely stuff. For me, though, probably the core element of it is the, the kind of co-sell element supporting on. Um, certainly for me, when I, when I have conversations with agencies who have that appetite to be more than just a referral partner, it comes down to collaborative working across the first two, three, four, five opportunities. Come and learn how we do this thing. Let us show you how it's done because um, I've had I've had it in the past where um, agencies, you know, right, we can we can resell X, we can resell Y, we can definitely do this thing. Um, and then fast forward, you know, two weeks, three months, whatever it is, and um, we don't get the success and the appetite's lost and so forth. So for me, that's like the fundamental element of going in the right direction here is that work collaboratively with us, allow us to show you how we run this process by all means, add your own secret source into that. Um, but there's, you know, there's a few kind of pillars to that model that we have to follow to be successful. Awesome, awesome. And Tom, what what have been uh, some of the things that you think Leadfeeder has done differently, better, or just uniquely um, around partner enablement that make you, making sure that you're successful in this whole? The co-marketing pieces, uh, you know, the video, the the branded PDFs and things like that. It's been good that they provided them to us. Uh, honestly, we haven't really used them much. And I'll tell you why. 
we've worked with them to really establish our, our ICP. We know that it needs to be a B2B company, a certain you know, number of annual visitors a year. They need to have healthy margins. And, and we're asking questions about their average order value. They've coached us in what those questions should be in order to establish that ICP. And we're going after those ideal customers. So by the time we're having these conversations, the sales sheets and kind of the, the printed material, it's, it doesn't really matter at their point. We have the stories and, and we're able to really convince and persuade them to get involved in, in the trial period just armed with that information, armed with those stories. So at that point, you know, once the trial has taken place, we're, we're already off and running and we're, we're, we're already selling at that point. Um, I think final kind of anecdotal point is um, working with a, a tech channel at the moment, um, reseller channel. Um, and um, I know a lot of people that work in that space and, and not always, it, it comes back to that point we were talking about a moment ago, like not always is everybody focused on the ROI. Quite often it's, hey, there's a certain amount of MDF here. Let's let's spend that MDF. Let's get it done. And then, you know, let's see where we are in three months time. Whereas this particular um, hardware provider, it's all about the ROI. So, yeah, just um we're probably in an age right now as well where it's becoming, you know, everyone's talking about ROI, everyone's talking about digital, everyone's talking about ABM. So it kind of fits into our wheelhouse pretty well. Yeah, RevOps is uh, one of those keywords. We're talking to a lot of companies that want these uh, RevOps focused agencies. Um, that's a good one. Um, any, any agency that's touching more of the stack than, than the other agencies. I mean, I think for, especially for a platform like Lead Forensics, it's super attractive. So I'll just say that this, this is a, a differentiator for us because there's, there's a lot of agencies out there, right? It's a crowded space and it's even more crowded um, if you add freelancers and one man bands into the mix. But you know, a lot of them are, they might be doing SEO, they might be doing pay-per-click and they might be doing it well, but we enter into a whole different you know, field. We're really separating ourselves when we're able to have very sophisticated conversations around that buyer's journey, around that sales process. And we're able to leverage a tool like Lead Forensics to enable those conversations that are, are far, far deeper than, than just here's your traffic, here's your bounce rate. Right? I mean, w- w- that, that, was, that was years ago. We're, we're so far beyond that. And this is really helping us be a much better partner to our clients rather than just a vendor. Brings up one other question for you, Tom. I mean, for the other agencies out there uh, that are considering going deeper into the stack, I mean, do you have some advice around working with partners like Lead Forensics to get deeper into your client's stack? Is that a progression that you saw SiteSeeker take? I think it's a combination of, of clients, uh, what they're looking for in terms of resources and support and what they're demanding, what their expectations are. And if you're able to be nimble and agile and kind of grow with them and, and, and grow with their needs and, and adapt to their needs, that's one thing. And then obviously always being on the lookout for the, the, the best of the best technology and tools that are out there. You pair those two together and you're able, really able to give a, a much better performance and a much better service to your clients than just uh, some of those kind of rudimentary basic type of, of marketing efforts. Awesome. And any of the tools that are uh, relevant for you guys that would be listening to this and wanted to reach out, how do they actually find out about uh, partnering with SiteSeeker? Yeah. So um, I could be a, a point of contact for anyone that's interested in, in learning more. Site-seeker.com is our domain and you know, front and center right on that site. Uh, you'll be able to you know find me, find contact information, but also find more information on Lead Forensics, because it's a white label program, a fully white label program, 
uh, what we've dubbed it as Site Insights. So if you uh, navigate to the Site Insights page, that's all of our information on the solution that we've built out that's being powered by uh, Lead Forensics. And you can definitely learn more there and contact me, contact me if interested in getting to know me more, SiteSeeker more, and Lead Forensics more. Awesome. Awesome. And Mike, uh, for those interested in partnering, what are you looking for with in terms of agency partners? And um, are you the agency partner point of contact? Yeah. So, so I run the channel, leadforensics.com. Uh, me or one of the team will be looking after you. And I, I guess the, the summary from today is, you know, if you're a revenue ROI focused agency looking to make impact and results, then we're, we're a pretty simple solution to embed into that kind of program. Awesome. Yeah, this white label relationship, it's always interesting. Um, so for those of you listening that want to enable uh, agencies like Tom's, you definitely have to have a solid product. That's first and foremost, your product has to be demanded by uh, potential customers of those agencies. I think it's first and foremost. Second thing is you've got to be open to flexibility uh, with the partnership. I think uh, also too many partner managers, not you, Mike, you guys are a shining example, but I think too many partner managers try to define their program into a set of a couple incentives um, and just go to the agency with that. When you need to go human to human, one-to-one, the people inside the agency are going to be your partners and have some open conversation and really build a program that they can call their own and feel like uh, they are a partner, a true partner. I think you guys agree. You're nodding your heads. Good. Take care, guys. Have a good Thanksgiving. Thanks so much. Thanks, guys.